We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Andrew Claudio here with a quick programming note. This is hour one of our trade deadline live stream that we had on YouTube. This is going to be the lead up to three o'clock, which ended up not being as uh, eventful as Knicks fans obviously would have liked. You get to hear our reaction to the Chris Out Porzingis trade, which is, I guess, kind of fun. And any deals that happen between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in today. We had over 1,200,000, 1,200,000, 1,200 people uh, in the chat at one point watching along with us. We are just as frustrated as you guys are, but this is at least hour one before that frustration set in. Uh, again, if you'd like, if you dig the show, head over to iTunes, drop a five star rating and a review. If you want to catch it on YouTube, head over there, drop a like, drop a subscribe. It really helps us get the word out. Without further ado, here is. Part one of our trade deadline live stream. Hey there, Knicks fans. A happy bunch today, I'm sure. How you doing? Uh, it's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for um, a special trade deadline edition of the next film school um, live stream here on our YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody who's already uh, joined and um, shout out in advance to those who are listening after the fact um, on the uh, on the good old podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I am joined today by, I mean, better half doesn't even begin to describe it. He's just, it's he's like my better 78%. I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm here. Jeremy Cohen. Hey, John. This is, uh, man, this has been quite a day. It's, uh, I know you're not really into SpongeBob or memes, but do you know that SpongeBob meme of Squidward looking out of his house? Yes, and I do know that. That's how it feels at the moment. Um, also joining us, the man behind the curtain. That holds it all together. The one, the only Andrew Claudio. Hi, John. Leon, do something. I don't want to deal with them anymore. Please do something. I'd like you don't to want to deal with what anymore. Yeah. Who's like them? Them. They Twitter people. Uh, this this uh, fan base that well, is ready to explode if Leon Rose doesn't do something. And honestly, so, though, rightfully so. Um, I think In a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say um, I'll say this. Um, and I, it, this is going to start with a s- slight short reiteration of something we said yesterday. Um, and then I'll expand it to something else. Uh, there is no way that if, if the Knicks don't make any trades, there's no way that Leon Rose and his front office staff that he's assembled, um, you know, and, and all parties involved don't come out of this looking like failures. I think, um, 
And thanks, Jaden Evans, for getting our super chat started off. Uh, just here to support KFS, we appreciate you. Um, I think where I think there will be misplaced um, angst in that people will be upset that the Knicks didn't do something today. Not that it really matters. Whereas the proper placement of angst should be towards what they did um, over the summer because you're not going to make a bad deal. The, the Knicks are not going to make pay a tax to trade a contract that no one wants. But then again, why does nobody want it? That's a problem with the signings you made during the summer. And the thing I wanted to expand upon that, and I'll and then I'll turn it over to Jeremy to get his thoughts. We'll talk about like the Harden trade and the whole thing. Is I don't think the Knicks front office ever foresaw the season going like it did, um, which is to say, essentially being at the point where they are kind of ready. I mean, not kind of ready. They are, they, it, it, by all accounts, they have entered this trade line being like, we want to sell. We want to sell our vets. We want to sell the players that we signed to help us play basketball and win basketball games this year. Um, and nobody wants them. So I don't think the Knicks ever foresaw themselves being in that position. I figure their worst case scenario in their minds over the summer was that, hey, Maybe we don't, you know, it's not the same winning pace as last year. Um, we're not as high as seed, whatever. But there is no scenario where we are not at least competitive for a play-in spot or, you know, or a, a realistically competitive for a playoff spot and definitely a play-in spot um, throughout the entire year. Um, and they, you know, let's call a spade a spade. They aren't. Uh, we can get into the reasons why that is and who's to blame and, you know, the Rose injury and this, that, and the other thing. But a lot of it has to do with the fact that guys have not played well and guys have not been Guys have not done their jobs, um, played as well as they need to. So um, now the one thing I will say, and nobody wants to hear any defense of this front office um, right now, but I'm going to offer a slight one. Um, in terms of alternative options, you could point to, you know, a contract here, a contract there that you would have preferred them to sign over the summer. But I think it was reasonable to expect that, hey, you bring the band back together, you add a couple of pieces you know, things are going to be okay. Um, and, you know, again, it hasn't happened. What's it going to cost them? That's a more interesting question. I mean, I don't know that it's going to cost them much. It's, it's, you know, they had, that's why they signed all these guys essentially to two-year deals with the exception of Fournier. And we could get into the rumored trade that obviously is not going to happen anymore because um, Dragic is, has been dealt, but like the notion that, um, I don't know. I think Fournier may, may have a little bit more value coming down the pike, but whatever. We'll, um, we'll get to that stuff. So yeah, Jeremy thoughts from you. Well, they are in the playing competition. They're only two and a half back. The problem they, is, they do are, you really but... believe that this team is going to make up the ground that's necessary? If you compare where we are at right now with this season, in terms of where the Knicks were at last season, when they made the Memphis run, they're actually earlier than that. But it's like, do you really want to bank on them winning nine games in a row and getting themselves more firmly entrenched in the playoff picture because I don't see that really happening. And yeah, you know, it's, we we're talking and about neither do night. they No, exactly. Uh, we were talking about this last night. The idea of Derek Rose going down was huge. It was incredibly impactful and Kemba not playing well is a huge thorn. And then shifting Alec Burks, everything gets thrown out of alignment and it just doesn't help the players around them. And then the Knicks start losing and their values all drop because again, when you have a team of players who are losing, it doesn't help people like to trade for players on teams that are winning. Um, but of course, then the flip side of it is if you're winning, then why would you go about doing that? You know, why would you trade that player necessarily? So obviously a lot of different directions that can go uh, just very briefly uh, as I see. Yeah, it's just, okay. It's a Tom Thibodeau says RJ Barrett's day to day with an ankle. So that's great. It's nice that at least the Knicks uh, current centerpiece for the future is, uh, is okay. Uh, after a very scary moment. But, you know, just like that's the thing. It's I think if nothing happens today, I'm angry. I'm disappointed. It doesn't really impact the long term future. But here's the, the difference is it's like, how do you get from here to the end of the season? Because now at that point, it would start to feel like more of a chore because if you're seeing the same thing get rolled out, if you've well, seen Kemba in the in the lineup, the starting lineup uh, in that point guard position and you know you're getting nothing from him and you're showcasing him and you don't trade him, uh, how you approach that, how you fit the younger players in all of these different things. And I mean, 
if you look at the teams that are below the Knicks in terms of the, as you know, the, the standings for quote unquote tanking, the Pelicans got better. The Blazers got worse. The Kings got better. The Spurs are getting worse. Yeah. The, the Wizards are without Bradley Beal. So, yeah, you know, no matter what, this team is probably going to find itself in the top 10 uh, come draft lottery night, which is fine if you're thinking like, oh, well, what can they do? It's just about how you make the pieces work in the meantime, because this season has not been fun. And just like how you get from February 10th to the last game of the season, which is April 10th. Yeah. And I'll, um, so good transition, Jason M with a comment here. They need to trade, they need to trade. Tibbs won't stop playing the vets. Um, oh, this is good news. Speaking Quentin, of which, <laughs> Quentin Grimes Quentin. is going to play tonight. Um, that's great. And, but hold on. It's a, but then Popper just had Barrett's out tonight. Yes. Um, I don't know. Oh, no. He's been downgraded to out for tonight's game. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah. Tibbs won't stop playing the vets. Look, if, if the vets continue to play and that's, and Tibbs is doing something that the front office does not believe in, then that's a sign of there's, there is discord in the organization because, um, if they can't corral their coach and what their coach is doing, then that's obviously an issue. I don't believe that's going to be the case. Um, we'll see. Obviously, we won't know yet. Um, the only thing I just want to say, and then we'll get to the comments and people are going to be. Um, um, oh, Thibodeau said Quentin Grimes could start for R.J. Barrett. OK, interesting. Um, I think the only thing that I'm going to want to say mm-hmm. before people put uh, Leon Rose up on a up on a cross here uh, is. I'm okay indicting to a certain extent Leon Rose and the front office for their performance from of this calendar year. What I would caution against is for people to say the man doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to run a front office, this, that, and the other thing. Um, They were operating from as significant a talent deficit as any team in the league when when Leon Rose took over. Um, Nobody wanted any of these players. I mean, shit, nobody even really thought much of R.J. Barrett, Um, you know, uh, and expectations were obviously heightened. And then, you know, the next question is like, okay, was there a different pivot from that very fairy tale season that they could have made other than the, the one they did? And yeah, we could go back and forth about like, oh, was there a way to trade Randall off of last season or this and that? Like, I'm fine having those conversations. What, what, the, what I'd like to avoid, at least today, and I know I say this in full knowledge of the fact that we are not going to be able to avoid this, is like, get Leon Rose out. He's he's terrible. He's not the man to lead the Knicks. It's really hard to get from fucking terrible, which is what the Knicks were, to decent, let alone very good consistently um, in the NBA when you don't have an obvious path to a star. And I personally don't believe that the Knicks could have pivoted into a tank before the season. We'll see if they pivot into what does a tank look like? I don't know now, like, but something resembling a tank for the rest of this year, um, you know, to try to get their star that way. And then we wait and see what the next year and a half brings. Cause I think that was always kind of the timeline. Um, somebody asking me to put a plate over Leon Rose's get a Leon Rose poster and put a plate over his face. I'm going to look for one of those on the internet. Um, just and, for what it's worth, uh, Tibbs said that shoot around, he will hear from Leon if something gets close this hour, but I like our guys. That's from Mark Berman. You could read it one of two ways. You could read it as uh, Tibbs is basically implying like, oh, you know, I like our guys. We're going to keep it as is. And that's we're not going to make any changes. I guess you could then also see it as Berman doing Berman things, I suppose. I don't know. You, you could read into it. I mean, what's he going to say? You know? Yeah. I don't like our guys. Nothing else to say. Uh, Abe. Uh, Steve Nash said yesterday, what? Oh, yeah. This yeah. whole week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, everybody lies. Um, Abe um, in the super chat. Nothing will happen because they're waiting on for Rose because they want to see what would have been. I love Nick's Twitter is in full meltdown. Uh, LMAO. Um, I mean, look, I don't like lo- I don't love that anybody is, is tearing their hair out today. It's unfortunate. Um, I get it. Um, I'm, I'm not, you're not going to see a whole lot of outrage for me. You, you'll cause again, I've kind of processed my outrage slowly over the course of the season. As this thing has fallen apart. If you want to go see me be outraged, watch me on any of the post games for any of the games that they've lost or played poorly and won. like, again, that's the outrage because that's directed at the fact that these guys have not played well. Um, I am not going to be outraged that they can't move any of these guys that 
haven't played well today because it's hard to move bad basketball players. Um, but that goes to your point about Rose. Like they want to see what Rose is going to, is going to be. Um, okay. Sean Ford, irrational hope. I'm clinging, clinging. He's clinging, getting Jalen Brunson and miles Turner in the summer. Kemba better not play another minute. Thanks for all you do. KFS. Um, I think that's a reasonable, ex- well, maybe an expectation. I don't know. I'd put, I'd put Brunson at like pretty good odds. Right? Yeah. It's just, it admittedly is easier to get Brunson if you can clear create cap space. Right. But if you can't do that, then it does create other problems. So you know, I can elaborate more on it in 47 minutes. Um, I can also do it. I, I'm sure there would, there'll probably be a Brunson cap or no cap at some point. So there will be ample time for me to dissect that. But yeah, you know, again, it's like, it's then the, um, the center position, right? Like if you trade for miles Turner, you're basically saying, well, we need to make sure that we're still carving out ways to make room for Jalen Brunson because he's making $18 million, uh, Miles mm-hmm. Turner is. So how do you fit all of these pieces in place? And if you're Indiana, do you even want to trade him? You've just acquired Tyrese Halliburton. You have Chris Duarte. I know. Yeah. Like there may not be a reason for you to want to do it. They don't tank. Uh, this year is like the one exception. And there's still, if they chose Halliburton over picks, I would imagine, because they want to get talent in the building, even if it's young. Um, Mike, I just saw Kevin Denishevsky's comment. Um, Michael Aaron. Uh, we'll get to that one in a second. Michael Aaron. Nick, John, hold Nick, on. Did you miss? I think you missed like a bunch of Super Chats. I, uh, if I did, then. I, I oh, yes. Yeah. I, yes, I see them now. Go, I, go to go to, Dan, to Michael Aaron and then I'll go back for you. Don't worry. No, no, I got it. Okay. okay. Ryan Huang, right? Yeah, there we go. Yes. Trade to Dallas first for Daryl Morey, who says no. Um. I, I've always loved Daryl Morey as an executive. I'll just I'll just say he that. won. I, what he won? He, he won. got what he wanted. He yeah. won. He won. He won. I, I don't look. It was the best deal they could have made, and he got out of a terrible a, a situation that was not ideal, and he navigated as good as possible. Uh, do I want to? Would I want to have Jar- James Harden on that contract moving forward? Maybe not. Is it going to matter if Joel Embiid is there and with Joel Embiid able to do what he's going to do? No, I don't think it, I think you, you take that chance. They win um, a title this year, then even more validated. And I might I, I might put them at the I, we could discuss whether they're the favorites or not. They might be um, Mello from Toronto. What a great dynasty and run by the Nets. LOL. <laughs> I just need Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> See, we can always laugh at Brooklyn. Yeah. How shitty our day is going. Um, I just need one trade, boys. That's it. Just one trade. I think you're going to get a trade. I still think you're going to get a trade. There has to be one move that'll happen, right? LOL. I mean, look, there doesn't have to be anything. Um, I think there will be, but we'll see. Um, it's getting late early. Uh, Jeremy E. Do they move Randall during the summer if we miss the play-in? Uh, parentheses, which we all expect to happen. I don't know... I don't know that I would say that what what? I don't know if I expect it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. But I also don't know that one thing has anything to do. Like whether they make the plan or they don't make the, I mean, if they make the plan and then like win a little bit and like like push a team in the first round, then I would probably say no, it it decreases the likelihood. Although you could convince me otherwise. Like, I just think they're going to assess Randall on his, on his face, the contract on his face, the situation on its face. And if they could move him for what they consider to be good value, then they'll move him for what they consider to be good value. I think the the bloom is off the rose, though, as far as like he's this untouchable organizational centerpiece. Like that's gone, and that's not, I don't. Maybe that'll come back. I don't foresee that ever coming back. Maybe. Yeah. Depends uh, on how he plays. It depends on how he plays. Uh, Luffy, and shout out to Benji uh, Ben Ridholtz did a great thread on Randall. Um, today and showing how he has actually been quite good over the last six games. I will, I will give you that. Uh, Luffy. We had a quiet deadline last year too. We both, we made most of our moves in the off season. If we barely do anything, then that's when I would be concerned. Yeah. I, I think I'll, I'll get a, I'll get aboard the, um, you know, maybe not fire Leon bandwagon, but I'll be, if they like, just like bring this team back next year, that would be, <laughs> that would be a significant problem. Um, yeah, it's time to like they tried this, didn't really work. At the same time, they're not gonna, first of all, it's not like it's a great summer to like 
it's not like there's a lot that could necessarily happen this summer. It might be a, stag- a stagnant-ish summer, but they have to shake things up. They can't bring this team back. Uh, uh, right, Jeremy? Do you, no chance. Do you disagree? They, they can absolutely not say, hey, we'll just rebound and it'll be fine. Um, yeah. Or bounce back, I guess, would be the better term since it's basketball. No, like it, they have to do something. It's just a matter of how they position themselves. With last year's deadline, you know, at the time, a reason I was upset was you have all this cap space. Why are you not using it to take on some sort of contract. But the reality was that there was no other team that took on money. So it was like, how can you be upset at just the circumstances here? What we're seeing is that the teams that the teams are basically trading contracts are trading contracts that are similar, right? So we're seeing expiring for expiring. We're seeing longer term for longer term. We're not seeing a ton of players. Right. That's the other thing. Like this, this uh, Celtic Spurs trade involving Derek White and for Josh Richardson and a first round pick and Romeo Langford. Like that's the type of move that, that makes sense. So, um, oh, it's RJ Barrett limping around and walking boot at arena. Okay. Um, That's that's what you want to hear. Exactly. But anyways, regardless of that, that's the sort of thing where it's like, if you're wondering why they're not going about it, they're not finding the compatible matches. And listen, I know that we still do have time um, for this to occur. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be thinking of the Knicks. We obviously should. This is a Knicks podcast for Knicks fans. Uh, There are also other teams that have not made these trades yet, and they desperately need to. And the Knicks have time on their side, just realistically speaking. I don't mean today. I mean, the grand scheme of things, the window, the time is on their side really is versus a team like Los Angeles that where the Lakers were embarrassed last night in Portland. And what are they going to do that? Like, that's where you panic if you are a fan of that team. Um, But otherwise, you're probably not as concerned. Like maybe if you're Atlanta, you're probably a bit more anxious than we are because you're thinking this is supposed to be a good team and we have to get better and how we're not making upgrades. But again, this is, well, this yeah, is but about the Knicks. We can focus yeah. on the Knicks. Uh, it's just context. There are other teams and fan bases that I'm sure are feeling very similarly and we'll see how it keeps playing out. I'll say I did. I do. I did hear today that the regarding the Lakers, like every, apparently everything you've been hearing about that, they're desperate to move Russ and they've been trying to get the Knicks to take him. That's, that's very legit. Um, but, uh, as of now, um, no, no deal. And we hope it will still be no deal. Uh, okay. Uh, Ivan Omar, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up doing nothing, but I will be disappointed if the rotations don't change considering that we aren't going anywhere. If there's one player who can help Tibbs, it's Derek Rose. Yeah, we could wait and over the second half or the second hour of the show, um, talk about like what we want to see rotation wise, when we want to see it. Uh, again, there is, what is there? 25 games left, 27 games left. Like some, some whereabouts, something like that. 27 um, games, 27 games. So it's like, you know, if, if you gave Nick fans the over or the, the date of like, okay, guys are going to be getting started to get shut down at like game 18, 19, 17, something like that. Like, what would people say? Would you be okay with that? Would you be like, eh, um, I don't know. Uh, again, if you're asking me, like, gun to my head, if they don't trade Kemba Walker, is Kemba Walker starting tonight in Golden State? My my gut feeling would say yes. Do I want him to? No, absolutely not. Um, okay, now we're gonna get to Michael Aaron. Sorry to go. sorry to leave you hanging before, Michael. I don't know how I just like missed a bunch of super chats. Nick's Twitter. Why I'm here. It's been two years. Time to fire the coach and lose trust in the front office. <laughs> The PTSD is exhausting to listen to over and over. I mean, look, it's the age we live in, right? It's the age we live in. I I mean, I'm old. I don't know the age we live in because I don't really exist in this age. I exist in my own bubble um, in which I look at cap sheets and film and that's it. Um, Washington is sending Trez to Charlotte. Okay. Were they on the list of 11, Jeremy? Uh, Charlotte and Washington were so down so for nine. context. Andrew and I were talking about teams that have not made a trade this past week. Uh, so now we have nine teams that have not made a trade yet. I want to see if the Knicks are the only team that doesn't make a deal just to well, but again, the intensity of the frustration that Michael Aaron is uh, alluding to. But again, guess what? Montrezl Harrell. He's a good basketball. Player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John, we, he's okay, in the running so, for six man of the year. Yeah. So we, we, 
have Twitter and the Knicks yes. Twitter conversation as part of our bubble. So I will just say this. I agree in the fact that you can't complain about get this guy off my team for four months and then wonder why nobody wants him. Like, I get that. And I agree with Michael that two years is not an adequate sample size to go to the extreme of fire Tibbs, fire Leon Rose, replace everybody. You, you got to allow people to learn from their mistakes when they're doing but, something for the first time. But you and can be critical. You can be critical. No, I'm, that's yeah. where I was going to counterpoint and say, like, I empathize with people that are frustrated by how unwatchable this basketball team is and would yeah. like to see a different version of it's, that team starting tonight. Especially since that was supposed to be the given. Mm-hmm. That at the very least, the Knicks were going to take a product that was incredibly watchable and make it at the very least, not less watchable, right? They're going to make it more watchable. They're going to make it more enjoyable. Could you quibble with, you know, the direction? Um, oh, wow. Is, is this all they got? No, they it, it. Well, there has to be some sort of pick compensation. I would So imagine. apparently it's Harold for Vernon Carey, who was, was taken in the top of the second round. Apparently the Knicks wanted him last year and Ish Smith, who was an expiring contract. This can't just be about um, offloading. Is, uh, I, does Harold have an, uh, it, what, does he have an option or something for next year? I no, know he's a free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's unrestricted. They, so they have to begin. So is, Ish, Ish Smith has a partial guarantee, or at least it's uh, non-guaranteed. Yes, so. that much I know. I will say this though about about in terms of like, and we could go through like the values of the different players and like if they do get traded, don't get traded, whatever. I did think the rumored trade, which would have had Noel end up in Toronto, the reason why I was hopeful about that, I was like, you know what? Actually, if there's one team in the league I could kind of see being like, you know what? We'll we'll roll the dice with Noel. It's Toronto because they could just switch everything. He's comfortable switching out on the perimeter. And they have like still four guys because they don't play anybody under 6'9". They would still have four, you know, a bunch of guys on the court who could still make up for your rim protection then being out on the perimeter. On the offensive end of the court, you know, maybe a bit of a different story, but they they guys have they have guys that could score the ball. Um, alas. Uh okay, Kevin Danishevsky. <laughs> I love this. Um, get Leon Rose out of here. He's terrible. Fire Tibbs, hire David Fisdale back with Kurt Rambis as the assistant and hire Mills back. Hashtag annoying John is fun. I know you do it in love, Kevin. <laughs> Um, oh, wizard. Okay. So Willard wizards are, this is what a fire sale looks like. The wizards are trading Aaron holiday to Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix was on that list until the Jason Smith trade too. So yeah, Uh, when they they did, uh, when they trade Jalen Smith, they, yeah, they made it. When we originally made the list, there were 12 teams and then Phoenix right before we came on live made it 11. So, so who are the Jeremy, do you know then offhand who the nine teams are? Uh, it, well, I can, I can. Let's go. We want to go right? through. It. Yeah, so count from here. It's Houston. That's okay. one. The Knicks. That makes two. Um, the Lakers. The Hawks. Oh, give me, give me Russ four. for John Wall. Just killed two birds at one stone here. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, only a second round pick in the Harold trade. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Denver's for five. Six of the year Denver. Thing, but... Okay. Minnesota is six. Dallas is seven. Bulls are eight and the heat are nine and then uh, Grizzlies are 10. So actually it is, it's, it's not 10. So we mis- must've miscounted somewhere or something, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's what 10 we got. Teams. Um, we're in the 10. All right, let's keep, we're, keep it going. We're in the top 10 guys. We made there it. There you go. That's so it works out 10. on lottery night. Um, <laughs> Guy Huber, then biggest issue going forward. If we do nothing is that we just assume they'll shut down the vets, but nothing Tibbs has ever done implied. He'd be down. Um, I don't know that Tibbs has ever been in this situation is what I will say. Um, his Chicago teams were in the playoffs every year in Minnesota. His first season, there were like, he, he obviously played the kids because the kids were the centerpiece of the team. Second season went to the playoffs. Third season, he was fired midway through last season, made the playoffs. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, but we've we we you can't say that nothing Tibbs has ever done implies he'd be down because again, this is a unique situation, at least for for Tom Thibodeau as a head coach. G Beers, Burks could have value for the right team. Wouldn't trading him to him be more to open up a rotation spot? Does it matter what you get back? Thoughts? Mm. I'll I'll speak to this. If they if Alec Burks is on this team after the deadline, it's a, it, I'll say it's a disaster. Because if you like, unless you're going to tell me that no one was willing to offer a second round pick, then it's a bad job. I will. I'm 
I'm not saying like where I draw the line is like, again, people who are like, get Kemba off my team. Okay. You want to give up a second round pick to get off of him now when you may be able to not have to give up a second round pick to get off of him in the summer. Like that's just not very smart asset management. If you have a trade on the, any trade for anything for Burks, almost anything, you know, like, I don't know, Jeremy, would you trade Burks for a, a bullshit top 55 protected or not even that just a regular old second round pick in like this year or next year from a team that is clearly very good. Would you do that? See, that's where, that's where I struggle, right? Because you don't want to give a player and let, away. And, and let's you say you have to take to, back money. Right. You don't like, then it doesn't really do much. Like, I guess the thing that I'm thinking of is because I don't see Tibbs as necessarily being the guy to be like, cool, let's shut everyone down. Maybe some players. Um, but it's the sort of thing where it's like, maybe he does what he's done before, which is you start guys and then as the season goes on, they play fewer and fewer minutes. So the starting five that's there, they basically play six minutes and, or seven minutes, whatever it is. They, you mm. try to truncate it a little bit more because I don't see Tibbs just being like, you know what? Let's just play a bunch of young players and, and I'm totally cool with that. Maybe the team talks with, the, with some of the players like Kemba to say, listen, we want to go in another direction we want to work something out with you next year and getting you to a place that you'd maybe be more amenable to go to. Um, but for right now, we're kind of stuck here. Let's, let's figure out a way to find a solution so we can like help, help us help you sort of thing. I think <laughs> it's a different conversation for each player. And again, maybe we don't, I don't know. If, you know what? Let's, Let's say let's table this and we'll get to it after the deadline, because I, I think there's a unique conversation to be had around Noel, about around Kemba, around Fournier and around Burks. Um, so, by the we'll, way, Jeremy, um, Miami made a trade yesterday. Right. Casey. Yeah. So we're back down to nine. We are. Good call. E- excellent. Jerry Maguire reference, by the way. I watched that the other day. Thank you. Yeah. I haven't seen. And we are. Uh, I'm, I'm in. I'm in football week mode. John. Shout out. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Which is, um, I think I've seen that movie once. Um, you yeah. think? I'm not a, uh, yeah, I'm not a big. Okay, you need to finish the sentence. You're not a football movie guy. Or you're not a Denzel guy. First of all, I've never been a huge sports movie guy. Okay. I've told that's, you that. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. You know, I'd just rather watch sports. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Danny Gardner. Um, what's going on, Danny? Well, it's frustrating they haven't done anything. It's tough to trade these assets in the season. Again, you're saying assets. I think that's why it's tough because they're not really assets. The offseason will be a much bigger referendum on them. 100%. Well said. Don't have anything to add. Uh, Hush Zoo. After this hardened move, the Knicks should go real youth movement. They're not winning anything now. Unfortunate for Tibbs, his team is in the Atlantic Division, should prepare for 2025 and beyond. Um, <laughs> I don't know about quite that far in the future. Yeah, I, look, Maybe a little earlier than that. But yes, they should start in, involving the youth a bit more than they have been. A hundred percent. I still think 
their plan is to have a player that is a very good basketball player, a very, 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 very good basketball player on this team at the latest by opening night uh, twenty of the 2023-24 season. Correct. And And again, all of the defense of Leon and his front office staff, from me at least, has been centered on that is their plan. And if that plan does not come to fruition, then you want to fire Leon, fire all the Leon roses you want. I don't really care. Um, you have a guy three years, New York city, major market, you know, had some successes. Can't do it in three years. You know, that's, I think that's a long enough rope. Well, here's the, here's the pushback I'll give you. Sure. In terms of, you could say, you know, New York market, and everything, but if you look at the people who have come before Leon Rose, right. Steve Mills put out a crap product, but also there were issues constantly. Yes. Uh, Phil Jackson had enti- like his entire thing was basically like, I mean, keeping like trying to get back to normal, which is basically, you know, zero. But and is that standard? Should that be the standard? Phil I'm Jackson not saying it's the Steve standard. Mills I'm just and, saying yeah. if we look at and these, Isaiah Thomas. Like, <laughs> like they gave they gave Phil Jackson at least three years to, to yeah. do something. Uh, and there were all sorts of problems. They gave Steve Mills uh, what like I mean, two two and a half to three years. Yeah. They gave him about almost three years. And that was just pure chaos. If you're the Knicks, like again, you've already made one trip to the playoffs. You're in good graces. If the Knicks didn't make the playoffs at all last year and they were struggling, we had the similar problems that we're seeing now. Then I think you can say, yeah, I'm really starting to wonder about what's going on here, but they earned themselves some time because that's fair. That's fair. Let me put it this way. Cause this, this is what I've been thinking. If the Knicks have a bad season, right? I look at it as you have a good year and you have a bad year. So you're not quite at neutral, but you're pretty close to it in terms of how the team has played. The big thing that we cannot answer right now is if this season is worth it because of the draft pick. If you hit on the draft pick, then it's like you go through hell to get to heaven. So everything rides on what the Knicks do on draft night in this case. And I think that's the thing that we have to remember, because if the Knicks walk out of this year with a, say, a top five pick, then people are going to say, like, you know, this year sucked, but we got through it. Look at what we can say. We got that, RJ Barrett. We got Mitchell Robinson. We have this player that we drafted and, and you know, all these other Cam Reddish, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin. You can so easily convince yourself that things are going to know, be in the right direction. You know, what would be the funniest thing. What's that? Is if they played the kids down the stretch and started winning games. <laughs> they played, but, uh, but that's man. it. He, that, and that Derek is my concern, Rose right? Po- with Derrick Rose, a point guard. Yeah. There you go. Because yeah. people people uh, want to say like it's a win-win situation. If yeah. the kids lose, you get a draft pick. If the kids win, then you do well. The kids win. What happens yeah. if the kids win and they're doing well? And then people are like, wait, wait, but but hold on. I, I actually like the fact that they were nah, losing they, games because of they, draft I People would be happy. I think I would, I'd, I would, I'd, I would be happy. I'd rather watch that than watch. Like, if we're going to watch meaningless basketball, at least have it be somewhat meaningful with the young players. Sure. But um, anyway, all this okay. is to say, yes, please get a good draft pick. Uh, the rest of the season should be at least with like, again, play the kids. If you win some games, you win some games. If not, um, you, you don't, but they're not going to do this multi-year tank deal. Um, can, I, plus, can, I, can I read a tweet? And you get the you guess who sent it out? Sure. Okay. So this is a report or a rumor. Mavs called about sending KP back, asked for Obi, Burks, and Noel. Who do you think sent that out? Was it Robert Randolph? Robert Randolph. <laughs> Exclusive. It's great for him. Um yeah. Hush Hush Zhu. Also get Mo Bamba for RJ. I would love I would love that. Um, to be clear, not saying in exchange for, right? Like acquiring Mobamba. That's what he meant for at like to help. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one thing I'll say about Mobamba that we didn't get to discuss yesterday was Mobamba's cap hold is going to be like $22 million. So if your goal is to go over the cap, it makes sense to have him. But if it's not and you're trying to create cap space, then you'd basically have to come to an agreement with Mobamba. And then whatever is the difference between, you know, the amount of money you have to spend and what he'd agreed to, that's the carved out amount you have. So the advantage of keeping Mitch is his low cap hold. And then you can always, if you wanted to, you could keep him. You could figure out a way to get rid of him. You could do whatever it is. But, yep. um, but that's the, the tricky part with Bamba. Um, okay. Danny. Um, oh, Danny Gardner with another comment. Um, the front office was in a tough spot, but drafting Obi over Halliburton and some of their free agent decisions have left a lot to be desired. 
absolutely fair. Um, we don't really talk about, or some people talk about it more than others. Um, we haven't spent a lot of time on OB over Halliburton at this point. You know, if you're grading, whoa, oh, Dallas, whoa, Spencer wait a second, Dinwiddie. hold on, hold on. If the let's think about this, if the Mavs oh, are acquiring Spencer Dinwiddie, oh, what does this mean for Jalen Brunson? Just I'm just Jeremy. I, I'm the, just thinking. That's where my mind said, is going. Th- th- that's a great call. Wow. Or or are they sending Tim? They must be sending Tim Hardaway Jr. The Mavericks are trading Kristaps. Oh my! God. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Another key peach. So Robert Randolph wow. is right. They are trying to trade Kristaps Porzingis. Oh man! Oh, Bradley Beal is somewhere saying these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! Whoa. <laughs> Okay, That's, did, we, just like, did we just win the Christos Porzingis trade? I think I don't let, fucking know. <laughs> I mean, shit. They traded wow. him too. Okay, wow. That's but he's he's like, been he atrocious. He wasn't playing. He was Din- not playing. Dinwiddie's been atrocious. I know that. Like that's how bad Dinwiddie has been. That it's trading Christos Porzingis, who has missed twenty games this season. To oh my god, well. Do you think that the other insurrectionists will just never mind? I'm not Listen, oh, Nick, Nick, <laughs> again, Knicks fans, if you if you want to at least have some perspective, there's, there's not doing trade, there's not making trades, and then there's making making bad trades. Um, and you you kind of had if you're Dallas, you 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 got to draft. God bless you, you got to draft, and you made a trade to get him. Uh, a generational star. I think he's a generational star, but your, your mileage may vary on Luca. And um, a package and, centered on Spencer Dinwiddie. Wow! A pa- like the phrasing of that is to me. And you and you hilarious. and you and like, you now have and you now have Spencer Dinwiddie. KP. That's, that's, <laughs> he's back fu- on the East Coast where he wanted they, to be. They fucked there you go. Porzingis. Okay. Oh, Berman. Shut. What did he say? Porzingis oh, is back east for Din for Dinwiddie. Dallas now can trade Jalen Brunson right. more east. Right, I want to get to some of these. I want to get to some of these. Some of these other uh, super chats. Um, okay, so Danny Gardner. Let me just finish reading his comment. Um, yes, I agree. Halliburton over or Obi over Halliburton um, would have um, uh, would have been the right or was the wrong move. Um, if you wanted to win the season, Demar was the move. Yes, you're right. Demar would have been a better move. Would would Demar DeRozan have have made this next season uh, great or even good? I, I, he would have made it better. Um, he would have made like, it better. That's what sure. is better in this context, right? Yeah. I, again, like we're, we're talking about a, a then what would be a lower ceiling team that's maybe fighting for the top part of the play-in spot. Yeah, because they don't do well. Does, it's like, D- does does adding DeRozan um, make Randall suddenly become a better player? Okay, so wait, hold, hold on. Oh wait, no, what? What are you, what are you? These words. So it's it's Dinwiddie and Bertans, who is considered oh. one of the worst contracts in the league. But for Porzingis, another one of the worst contracts in the league. Yeah, but that's the thing is like he was not. I mean, I know he wasn't shooting well, but like the oh, man, that's. All right, let's let's keep going to some of the the, more of these chats because I don't want to let them pile up too much. James Stanzioni, Leon can never just take a risk, only margin moves. Um, Yeah, he hasn't taken a big risk. I agree. Um, We'll see if it pays off. Danny Gardner again. I think Tibbs is a great coach with a high floor, but I'm starting to come around to the idea that he does not have a high enough ceiling to be the guy. I, I said as much in my debate with Jeremy over the weekend. I don't I don't disagree with that. Although, has he ever coached a um? A um, a team really capable of winning a championship, early early Bulls years, and that's about it. Um, what did what is this? Did Hold Mark on. Cuban just want someone to talk crypto, talk crypto with? My <laughs> God, uh, Kenny Rose can't see them playing RJ with Randall beyond this year. A clue will be how much Obi plays. Um, the Knicks need to see a lot of Obi Reddish and Deuce now. No disagreement there. Okay, this is from Mark Stein. Dallas has spent this entire deadline day trying to find a home for Porzingis' considerable contract, league sources say. And they have struck a deal with the Wizards. To- okay, that's good. Bertans in the deal, as you said, but the Mavs are sending a second round pick to the Wizards. So. Wow. Yeah. But the, the, this is what I'm trying to figure out now, right? Because you've just traded. If you're if you are um, 
the Mavs, right? You've traded for Spencer Dinwiddie, who's on a really rough contract. You've taken on Davis Bertans, who is on an equally rough contract. You have the same money. You're just kind of, you're bringing guys in uh, and diversifying it a little bit. So it's like, you know, point guard and um, a forward as well. But, and you're taking away Kristaps, but like that doesn't really help you financially unless you're willing to deep into the. I just think they, I think, I think they wanted to get him out of there. Get rid of, yeah. But I mean, like this is, that is a really rough. I mean, look, look, I understand. but we went through it. I get it. <laughs> what it's like to get rid of Kristaps Porzingis. Um, maybe, maybe, um, I don't know. I, look, I think Doncic is so good um, that maybe those guys look good with him. I just, I don't know. It's just very interesting. Working uh, off with a funny comment. The only two Latvian players yeah. in the NBA get traded for each other. All right. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, was I the only one who really wanted to get that reddish deal done? I wanted to get it done. Um, cause it creates an easier, it would have created an easier path to Jalen Brunson getting rid of our vets and we get picks. We definitely get to see, uh, the Rooks. I don't care about cam. Yeah. I don't care about cam either. This, the weirdest thing. It's again, so bizarre. It's bizarre. <laughs> I don't get it. He's the like, guy was, was acquired for a protected first round pick in Kevin Knox. Yeah. And it's suddenly like this idea where it's like everyone, people say, okay, yeah, no Knicks should be untouchable. And then there's this subset. That's like the idea of cam being in a trade is blasphemous. I don't get it. Yeah. I, like. Like in that scenario, the idea was the Knicks are getting a first round pick back and at least two seconds and arguably that they were haggling for one of those for those two seconds to turn into a first. It was like, yeah, if you can get rid of picks, if you can clear money and still get an additional first back and you get another first and then Cam is. So that's all of a wash. Like, I don't know why that wouldn't be desirable. It's off the table, so it doesn't matter. But I I couldn't believe how this guy was just it was just very for three weeks and barely played. And like, it's looked bad. He's become a martyr. That's 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 all it is. He's become a martyr. Um, and it's right. crazy to me. But J- James Stanzoni, sorry I'm mad. I bought 13 tickets this year. Joke's on me. Yes, it is. Ha ha. James Dolan's laughing all the way to the bank. Sam L. Uh, love John, Andrew, Jeremy, Chris, Benji, and all of KFS. Thank you for hey. all your hard work. Thank you. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. Can you talk about Yusef Nurkic as a trade target? Um, um, well, look at Portland. Look at what they've done. Right. They've only wanted expiring contracts and Josh Hart. Yep. So we don't, have don't really have that. So yeah. there's not really a way for them to go about doing it. Um, Unless it's do, a three team deal. But I just don't I don't think I don't, I don't see it. Um, I enjoy peace asks, is that Mo Bamba scenario you guys referenced yesterday still possible? Potentially sending Mitch to Dallas for Brunson. Look, I have no idea. I mean, is it can they send Mitch to? Well, actually. Dallas has an opening at the center spot. They, this is true. <laughs> they do. I mean, so one oh, guy that I've had my eye on all day is Rashawn Holmes, who's now apparently going to be relegated to twelve backup center minutes. Um, uh, um, you know, a game. He's a really good center. Can can somebody get him? I, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll, look, we'll see what happens. Um. Danny Gardner, Danny, thank you. You've been incredibly generous today. I really appreciate it, man. And you're always so insightful on the halftime zooms too, which um, is is very nice. Also, um, I'm not saying you have to do something crazy now, but this front office will have to take a risk at some point. One thousand percent. One, of course, yes, 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 yes. They didn't want to trade up. They don't want to make trades now. You have to break some eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, they've been. And here's the here's the other part. I'll use. A, I'll I'll try a food analogy. If you don't break the eggs eventually, the eggs are going to go stale. And then you have to throw the eggs out, um, you know, and like the pick that they traded for Cam that they've now traded for or that, well, they haven't traded Cam for anything yet that they might like you're, you're exchanging one egg for a slightly fresher egg. But it's like this only goes get you so far. Um, uh, Bobby Marks just tweeted about how this is insurance policy for Jalen Brunson, which with Dinwiddie being the guy. Um, here's the other thought, you know, Goran Dragic is going to be bought out. I wonder if Dallas thought they would be in the lead. And the idea now that Dragic has been traded to another team, he's actually eligible to sign back with Miami. So what are the odds of Dragic going to Miami? Dallas saying, we need to bolster up here. Uh, Hopefully we get Jalen Brunson to resign this offseason, but we're going to load up and deal with it then. That's, I think, the line. I got to be honest. I always thought Dragic... Dragic was going to end up back in Miami. He's living there right now. So. But he had to be traded to another team I, in order for that to happen. It's I'm all, agreeing. Yeah. I always thought that if he, even if the Knicks trade had happened, like we saw this morning, my thought was like, oh, so they'll buy him out and this is to open up a spot. So 
yeah. they can put Cam in the rotation more than it is we got Dragic on the team. Because, again, he's working out at the Heat facility right now. He never went to Canada. He just wanted right. to, like, formally stay in Miami while they look for a landing spot for him, which they did. Um, Juanon says, told you guys nothing was coming. Robert Randolph strikes again. Thanks for the content, fellas. Anytime. It's our <laughs> pleasure. Um, we This is therapy for us, like I always say. Stevens Guillaume. F it. Kemba, F. Oh, God. We're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, Stevens. F it. Is it, Kemba, is it the B word? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, it's Kemba, Evan, oh. Noel, Burks. Oh, or, no. Oh, oh, oh no. that's even worse. No. I thought, I thought it was buyout. No, if, no, no, no. For the pod, if we talked over that, the comment is F it. Kemba, no, Evan, Noel, Burks for Westbrook. Yeah. No. No. You want to talk about unwatchable? I, might, I would actually quit. I would quit. KFS. No, you're at a major outlet right now. Stop I, it. I, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to. That's the beauty of it. They're not going to uh, do it. So I'm not going to. No, they're it's not going to do inside, it. It's not inside, John, but J- Jeremy gets the reference. I know he does. That's all that matters. There you go. Um, Fern Rodriguez says, when is the Bronny draft? <laughs> oh, we're, we're time there. to start planning. Oh, actually, no, the, the, <laughs> we the, the one you want to look at is uh Dewan Wagner's kid. That he's coming down the pike sooner. You want to you want to talk about a guy that's been destined to play for Leon Rose since he, literally the day he was born? It's um it's Dewan Wagner's. But uh, the whole kid. thing with Bronny was that LeBron comes attached to it. I don't oh, think yeah, I don't yeah. think that anyone's looking for Dewan Wagner senior to play for the Knicks. <laughs> um okay, I, here we LeBron, I swear. No, just like he's 38. He's going to be 30. He's 37 years old. And here we are, like when his kid's eligible in three years to be drafted. Hey, listen, you know, he's less than that. I think, I think it might actually be the the 2023 draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, LeBron, draft is 2023. And we're like, can we get 40 year old LeBron to come with him? Uh, I enjoy peace. Thank you for this. 500 likes for the KP trade. We're at, what are we at? How many, how many far? We're at 171 likes. By the way, I have a feeling today's 1100 people watching in the chat right now. You guys are incredible. Thank you. If you want to hit the like button, we appreciate it. Um, You know, it helps. It helps. I I guess the more you like it, the more people see this or whatever. Yeah. So there you go. That's the algorithm. Yes. Um, uh okay uh, 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 on and on, on and on we go as we are now twelve minutes away yeah they're gonna um, do nothing they're gonna do nothing are you kidding me nothing. hush zoo is Alec Burks unmovable can we not get a second it, again it's I don't think it's that he's unmovable I think no one is is what and and look to push back on something I've said in terms of like just get him off the team for anything. Will Alec Burks have more value this summer than he has right now? Yes. Almost unequivocally, yes. Because there will be some team that misses out on something that will give out, give up a little bit more to get him because he's a good player at that point, an expiring contract. Um, and by the way, he may fit even more into their plans next year than he does right now, which is why a lot of the rest of the season... I'm not going to, I don't want to be able to give a grade. I don't think we're going to be able to give a grade on the trade deadline until we see what they do with the rotation down the stretch, who plays, who doesn't play, you know, and, and go from there. Um, Okay. Just make sure I didn't miss anything is the, uh, okay. Hold on. I'm just scrolling back up. I still Um, can't get over this KP trade. I can't. So Fern Rodriguez also asks, who's got Dallas's pick next year, <laughs> which yep. is one Luka injury away from a top lottery pick now asking for a friend. Uh, it is top 10 protected. So, um, but, but I, you know what though? Maybe, maybe they do it. Maybe they unprotect it. You never know. Like if there's a sign and trade that involves Brunson and the Mavs feel like uh, they have something that they can use with those contracts and picks and build around Luka to the best of it. You never know. But um, but no, right now, the sweet spot is 11, 12, 13, 14. That would be great. That would be that would be a very sweet spot. Um, oh, good Robert there. Randall, Robert, Robert Randolph. Randolph. Yeah. Nick's what did he say? move being announced in next 10 minutes. They're not doing anything. They're not. All right. Officially. Shut it we down. Sign off if Shut you want. Down. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking clown show. Um, Kevin Danishevsky. At least Better Call Saul season six was announced. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. never watched a minute of that. Was show. it really? Great. It's so good. Yeah. No, as a lawyer, you should, a former lawyer, you should definitely be watching that show. Um, Although maybe it's too real. <laughs> maybe. It's personal um, injury to an extent. I was thinking it too. Yeah. <laughs> Slippery business. <laughs> uh, Sean Ford, KP to Washington for Dinwiddie Bertans. Does this open the chance of trading Mitch for Jalen? I pray. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I, don't, I, I don't see it now. Not now. Uh, Tim McMahon just reported that Dallas is optimistic that they'll be able to resign Brunson, but this is looked at as an insurance policy, which means that they're still holding out hope that they can resign him. But uh, I got to be honest. I, I just, a lot of the, the, those tweets, uh, I'm sure I don't want to say anything that's, that's shameful, but I feel like a lot of it has been fed and feels like, of course, the like, that's just, he's going to sell it. He's going to sell it. He's deep into working with the Mavs and has covered them very well. And Fair. again, like what else can you say? Because then when you lose Brunson, he did like, he did the same thing right earlier uh, where it was like, the hope is that he wants to stay and build a winner and he's willing, you know, he wants to get paid, but that's important. And it's the way that you can kind of sling mud at him on the way out. If he decides to leave. Yeah. Um, so yep. it, they're, they're just creating a path to then say, well, this is on him. He wanted to go. This has nothing to do with us. <laughs> Uh, Kenneth Antigua, I don't see a comment here, but uh, thank you for the contribution. Uh, Nathan Fellaine, I hope I pronounced that correct. Have you heard any rumblings about what's keeping Deuce off the court? Are there attitude issues? No, it, t- the opposite. Tibbs has been talking him up. Um, Tibbs has given the young guys time when he's desperate. If they work hard and play D, that's Deuce's MO. I just think it's a, it's a positional thing. Um, they are more comfortable, uh, you know, running... Uh, Burks and quickly out there as the point guards. There was more of a need for Grimes. That's why I think Grimes. Now I, I think they think Grimes is better than Deuce. Um, they drafted Grimes at twenty five. They drafted Deuce at uh, thirty whatever thirty uh, six. Um, you know, I guess what I what I'm more curious about is like I would like at some point I, I do want to go back and watch the time that he got and really try to analyze that again because I don't know it uh, it didn't. I don't know. I didn't think he was as bad as maybe it would seem he would have had to have been for uh, for for him to just be pulled um, and not given a little bit more rope. Um, all right. I think are we are we? Oh no, we're not caught. Up. We have we're seven minutes. Here. Two we more. Okay. Um, yeah, two more. Uh, Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? Good to see you. My my trade dead pun is coming to fruition. Yes, it is. Sadly, not necessarily happy about being right. Um, there's still time for this to be wrong. Fingers crossed. Let's go next. Yeah. Um, seven minutes. Not seven, in heaven. Seven. <laughs> well done. Thanks. It's, it's a joke. Different. I wish I didn't have to make because they would have traded for someone. Somebody. Yeah. Would have, there you go. Uh, um, ab. <laughs> Adabambo Adage Boy, Adoja Boy, Adoja B. Adoja B. I hope I got that right. Has the, well, at least the next sign these guys to tradable contracts been proven to be a myth? Uh, yes. Although I think it was more tradable, like they'll be fine to package for uh, in a star trade. Again, I, like I said at the top of the show, I don't think they ever intended to be in this position. Or sorry, not obviously they didn't intend to be in this position. I don't think they anticipated being in this ever being in this position. Here is the hope, because basically, unless something changes, we're looking at the all of these players staying. Right? Look at how much we are seeing movement-wise of players on expiring contracts. Mm -hmm. Look at the free agent market and how bare it is. That is what you're selling to teams. You're basically saying, "Look, you know, like we can give you Alec Burks. It will still cost you though." But it's, you know, like it's a way for him to be on that expiring contract if they want it, because he's got the team option afterwards. Same thing with Nerlens Noel. Do you want Nerlens Noel? You can only have him for a year if that's what you want, or you could have him for two years uh, versus do you want him for two or do you want him for three? Again, these contracts weren't built to necessarily be traded mid-season. No, not this. That is, the, that is the thing, right? It's the difference would have been if the Knicks were playing better, the value of these players would be higher. The value isn't higher, so it's harder to sell. That's, that's the bottom line. Uh, and hopefully this summer they can be able to engineer more and do what they can. But 
like this is unfortunately a byproduct of what we're seeing on the court. Um, Robin McGinley, not saying make moves that jeopardize our future, but as as a fan, I'm so tired of acting like inaction is somehow a positive thing. This has been years of us waiting for nothing. Sorry, just frustration. You don't have to apologize for that. There's nothing to be sorry about. Um, I think the only the only context necessary is that it is Leon Rose's second trade deadline. Um, just after, you know, he had he had two summers, he had two he's had two trade deadlines, he's had two drafts. Like he has now gone through two full years of the cycle. Um, so I get it. I don't like I just want to be very clear in case I haven't been clear enough. I don't want to watch any of these fucking veterans play another minute of basketball for this team this year. I have no desire for that whatsoever. Um, I just, I am at least, I, I can appreciate the, 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 the safety first aspect of it all, but it still sucks. It absolutely sucks. It does. Um, and then Matthew Botiglieri, doesn't the Mavs deal uh, now mean that um, perhaps we deal for Brunson before the deadline, please? I, I'm sure the Mavs have talked themselves into that we can win a championship now with this roster. Is what I would bet. Jeremy, what, what do you think? What are you selling to Luka Doncic? Hey, you know the guy who has been the second best player on the team? We traded him for what, right? Is it Mitchell Robinson? Um, okay. But as a Knicks fan, like as Knicks fans, then now the team doesn't have a center that you feel like you can build around. Uh, is it a future pick? Well, what was the opportunity cost of that? Because you could have used that down the line for like that star that we're talking about that we hope can be on the team uh, on opening out of 2023, 2024 season. It, it, like it's biding your time and you hope that this summer is when you start to see some of the dividends, right? Because again, like I said earlier, there's a very easy way to spin the direction of the Knicks this summer. It's really simple on how you can do it. The problem is that right now, when you're in the middle of the jungle, you're just lost. Everything feels awful. And that, and how do you get around that? Well, in this case, it would be playing the younger guys, be seeing yep. more minutes. That's ideally and get, and what they have a, to do. Get a good pick and, yeah. and nail the and nail the pick. Yeah. Um, don't I have to say it, don't don't pass on Alliburton for Obi Toppin again. Um, yes. They listen, they could have picked Halliburton regardless of the fact that he orchestrated his fall to Sacramento. They had full autonomy to do that. The fact is he still did figure out a way to crash his stock. That like again, I'm not I'm not excusing them from picking him. If they thought he was the best prospect, they wanted to pick him, they should have done it 100 mm-hmm. percent But at the same time, I think there's a little bit of revisionist history. Like he wanted to go to Sacramento. And the irony is he is no longer in Sacramento. Just the nature of it. Uh Juanon says, let's get Randall to the Mavs rumors started, fellas. <laughs> uh, that'd be fun. Uh D Zella. Can Jeremy help explain what to do if the conscientious soup, if the continuous, yeah, continuous, it, it may be conscientious too. Um, it's, it's a, uh, the, the soup has become self-aware. Um, if the, if the continuous soup spoils great content, thanks KFS team for giving us an experience at this deadline. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not the experience anybody wanted. Um, Jeremy, I don't you know. You want to try to answer that? I mean, in terms of spoiling, like, like trading for Westbrook would have been spoiling continuous soup. That would That's be taking the, the soup and taking a shit in it and then eating it. Lovely. There, it's lunchtime somewhere, but yes, and might even be breakfast or dinner in other places. Uh, but yes, that would be like wrecking it. Right now, it's, you know, because I guess here's the thing. The Knicks are probably going to be operating as an over-the-cap team, which was my preference. It's just, it's a little bit harder to get Jalen Brunson if that is their target. Well, we'll it, see it if that's the way they Dallas go. Dallas has to play ball. At least Dallas, but it also means that another team might have to as well. You might have to do a three-team deal instead. Yeah. Um, Michael Aaron says, "Oh my, <laughs> Daniel Tice goes back to the Celtics, <laughs> and Houston is off the board in terms of the teams that have." So how many teams left? Teams. Oh, and it's three o'clock. All right. Oh, so let's some deals let's trickle see. in. Let's yeah, go. Let's hope. Like um, ten minutes to see if a deal gets made. Uh, Michael Aaron, please add a Patreon tier with a reward of Jeremy's joke of the day. Um, He's got some real bangers. You do have some bangers. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Well, this is kind of a dud.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com